0: From the banks of Dewey Lake, it's the Dewey Pod Monster. All right, welcome back. My name is John, and this is the Dewey Pod Monster podcast. This is your weekly podcast about consumption, and sometimes we're movies, sometimes we talk about cheese. We'll see what we get into this week. With me this week, as always, is the wacky-waving, arm-flailing, inflatable tube man, Sean. He is the host of the Dewey Pod Monster podcast and the authority on Michigan craft beer.
1: Sean, how are you doing today? For the record, I don't think we've ever spoken about cheese. I could be wrong, but the wacky-waving, inflatable tube man is perfectly fitting for this for this discussion of this movie which i didn't know going into it
0: well it's a callback to the episode that dropped today and whenever you hear this i'm not even sure when this episode will go up it will be several weeks after the episode of the blob went up but there's a callback that we just made there and we talked about Cheez it's in one episode does that count as cheese if you go
1: by the commercials i guess it does isn't don't they say Cheez it's is like baked it's the cheese into a cracker or something basically They're also football players. I'm sick
0: of that commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, playing football. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you have a... I gotta think you have an advertising budget and that the NCAA or the NFL or whoever's paying for these stupid cheese wheels and football helmets. We've been seeing the same damn commercial for at least three seasons now. Make a new fucking commercial with the cheese wheels and football helmets, please.
1: Yeah, I don't know even how a cheese wheel could wear a football helmet. It looks awkward.
0: Same could be said for the Dr. Pepper commercials with the was it fansville or whatever with the bots in it we've had about enough of those too they still show those oh yeah so so to give an idea why i'm complaining about this this is today is actually september 6th so we're coming off the first weekend of college football i do enjoy watching football i I think you do too don't you i enjoy the football so i watched a good chunk of that this weekend and it just it blew my mind with how much advertising has really taken over the world of everything anymore. You would think that there would be somewhere in that advertising budget, maybe one new ad a year, but no, we're just going to keep
1: replaying the same ones from 2019. I would say some of those Fanville ones are even earlier because I don't remember the last time I watched a commercial willingly on television. And I think that those were on in like 2017. Probably. And really the only
0: time that I willingly do it is during football season because if you want to watch the game live you kind of have to but yeah i i could do without I'm, I'm ready for a different ad campaign so for the big money at the dr pepper soda company that's probably listening to this we're sick of your shit step it up and send free samples i'm more of a pip guy but i'll take whatever i can get He's not so not smug. A, a he doesn't Dr. Ins- Thunder. Dr. M. <laughs> is that what it off-brand is? Off-brand sodas. Yeah. Well, I've seen a few. Like, actually, the um, Dr. Pepper off-brand ones, like the grocery store chain ones, are usually pretty funny because they're typically Dr. Something that doesn't sound very learned. Dr. M. Dr. Thunder. It's like somewhere between a, like, porn star name and a WWF wrestler name or something like that. What's the Walmart one?
1: I know they have. Oh, they have like mountain. Not, no, is it Dr. Mountain, mountain Thunder? Moulton, probably or something like that. No, they. I thought they. I thought Doctor Thunder was a Walmart thing, and it was like a Mountain Dew ripoff. Or I'm not sure. They just package it in a different can. All at the same price though. So, what have you been watching this week? I got a litany of things that I've been watching. Yeah, not really, <laughs> but a few things I'll just mention real quick in passing. You mentioned WWF. I'm watching WWE, the newest biography. I think since we talked last time, I've watched. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the... I talked about the Edge one recently. Anyways, the last one I just watched was the WrestleMania. They had one about WrestleMania itself, like the first WrestleMania. When could be quite interesting, actually. I can see that being... It, well, when I saw the title and the WWE biography was WrestleMania, I thought, oh, this is going to be a, a compilation of all the WrestleManias. They're going to talk about each one. No, it was all about WrestleMania 1, and I didn't figure this out until about 30 minutes into the episode, and they didn't <laughs> talk about anything but the first one? I find WrestleMania two to be a lot more exciting, and three, of course, with the with the Michigan connection. Yeah, well,
0: wasn't three the the first like really really big one because it had Andre the Giant and Hogan and Macho Man and someone else, and I remember the rest of it. But I remember three being the, the even as maybe it was just the Michigan connection. But I remember three being the first one that I was really aware of, and I remember seeing it in the video store. Like you can after it went through on. Was it pay per view back then? I don't even know what this like. However, yeah, you look it at that point, on, they had pay per view. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it pay per view just because I I don't care to fact check it. It's not that important. But after it did its run on that, I remember them actually having like a VHS copy of it that you could rent at local video stores. And I'm pretty sure I rented it at some point. So, yeah, it, it was pretty like common for do.
1: those wrestling events for the pay per views. So they would have, you could rent them. I know my friend went to WrestleMania 3 and it was, at the Silverdome and they had ninety three, eighty three or 93,000 people it was like the largest indoor crowd at the time and I remember him telling me it was like watching ants like you could barely see they have the big jumbotrons the scoreboard so you could actually see what was going on in the ring because you couldn't see it from 500 rows back anyways I watched that It was okay, but it started kind of getting old after a while. Stephanie McMahon talks about her father in the third person, not in the third person, but calls him Vince, like doesn't say, my dad did this. She says, Vince did this. The way Vince did it, it was just kind of a little odd. Obviously, it's the Mr. T thing, and Roddy Piper was the big deal for that, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and all those good guys. So that was uh, interesting to watch. And I watched, I started watching, I've seen this show before, but I started reacquainting myself with How To with John Wilson on HBO. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't think I have. It's basically like a documentary, but he tries... He tells you about... One of them was... Shit, I'm trying to remember what the one I watched was. Well, the one last night was How to Find a Spot, right? Because New York is is notorious for the parking situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he'll go off on these tangents. They'll start the episode... It's like all documentary style. He films everything and he narrates over it and it'll just go in these really odd directions. So it starts about how to find a parking spot and then it goes off into like, I don't think this one specifically, but one of them started going into like wine tasting and then he flew all over the country to try all these different wines and he starts to figure, you know, that's like, it doesn't have anything to do with what the original point of the show is about. And then by the time it comes around. So it's like a Simpsons episode, but in real life. Yeah, maybe. I couldn't. I don't watch enough Simpsons these days to say that that's accurate. But I, I, I don't,
0: I don't these days either. But I always used to think whatever the first five minutes of the show was was not going to be where you ended up in the last ten minutes of the show.
1: Well, this one you do end up in the same place. He kind of comes to the answer, but it's like a TLDR. You could be like, how to find a space. You could buy a space, or you could save it. And then I've been watching uh, again, dark side of comedy. I watched the Roseanne Barr episode, which was, it was okay. It was entertaining, but not my favorite. Well, I've only seen, there's only been three so far. I think the Chris Farley one's been the best. Hmm. I started watching Ted Lasso
0: this week, which is... really? Yeah. Have you seen it? No, and I'll never watch it. You anti-something about Ted Lasso, or? Yeah. Which part
1: of it are you anti about? All of it. I just, I've heard so many things that it's... He's like the ultimate nice guy. And that just, I don't want to watch a show about a nice guy.
0: I can see that. And to an extent, he kind of is the ultimate nice guy. But I do like Jason Stankis as an actor, generally. And he's genuinely entertaining. I will say, I think the show is a little overrated. Like, my wife and my brother-in-law were both really, like, pushing hard, like, that the show is so great. And I, I bought a computer recently, so I got a free three months of Apple TV from that so figure give it a try it's it's good it's something that like i can see myself i I mean i only got like five episodes left so i'll definitely finish it but or at least finish up until the next season comes out but you ever watch a show that it just feels like like really has a shelf life because you could only be this nice for so long before something's gonna piss you off and you just be a dick like of a character like it feels like the show's kind of paying itself in a quarter that the only thing you can do with this character is either turn him into an asshole, or inflict so much tragedy on him, or so much so many bad things that it's going to force him into some kind of break. Yeah, um, just breaks his spirit, right? Which it hasn't done yet, but we'll see. I, I've been entertained enough by it. Again, I just I don't think it lives up to the the hype around it. I guess. I really like this week's episode of Beavis and Butthead where they were playing virtual reality with sunglasses. I don't know if you caught that yet. Mm-mm. It's one of the better ones. I won't spoil it because I can't really say too much about it with because it's only like a what, 10 minute maybe episode? 10, ten minutes. Max, right. like 12 minutes maybe. Yeah, but it's of this new run been the one that's made me laugh the hardest out of all of them and maybe that's because I, I was trying to cleanse myself, what, trying to bring myself down after a movie that I watched this week, and I needed, like, a, a palate cleanser, something that did not involve things like thinking or whatever. So it worked for that. And I feel like I watched something else, too, and I can't think of what it was now. So I keep trying to get around to um, the new Game of Thrones show, and I haven't started that yet. Yeah, I think the only other thing I
1: really watched was just Hard knock Can Can I ask you about the Beavis and Butthead thing? Yeah. So we're a few episodes in now to, so what, like six, seven weeks episode i mean not like not episodes as in pieces but like full half hour 22 25 minute presentations that's what i mean by episode
0: i think it's like four or five weeks and something like that. do
1: you feel like they are still repeating the same gimmicks when they talk about the clips that they're talking about or has that
0: got it's got it's about the same it's they're not repeating the same gimmicks because what they're doing is basically just watching internet video, videos, whether it be from yeah. YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And they're still finding the occasional music video in there. I don't think they that part is as funny to me because it's not relatable to me. Like there's a lot of stuff they're watching on TikTok that they're making fun of it and it's uh it's kind of funny. But when you compare it to like oh these guys are watching Pantera, I also like Pantera and I can you find relation to what they're getting excited about and if you flip that coin over you get you, you'd like them making fun of the same shit that you don't like because it's relatable to you at the time like they did a i think it was a post malone video in one of them and personally i, I don't really have anything either way against post malone like the most music i've heard of post malones is in this Beefs some butt hit clip for whatever that's worth it's just not relevant to me So I don't know if what they're saying about him is really funny or if I just I just don't care. So I'm actually weirdly finding the like 10 minute like show part of the show more funny now than the interruptions with whatever video they're trying to watch.
1: I just wondered when we talked about it last time on one of these beer episodes we talked about. I think that's when we talked about it. You kind of mentioned that like they would do a voice beavis or butthead would do a voice based on the person talking and that was kind of the gimmick like they would just keep repeating or that was like they they would just beat the the joke kind of into the ground with that that one little element i was just kind of wondering if they were still if that was still kind of the delivery method or if they had changed it up at all
0: you No, know, it's it's changed up changed up it's about as i mean the formula is about as close to what the original show can be considering that they changed what they're watching i just i don't find it as funny because i don't understand what they're watching as much as when i say current music i mean music for like was at 1996 or something like that like i i was maybe not plugged in but more aware of what was going on part of culture at the time where this stuff it's like i know what tiktok is i just don't give a shit enough to sit there and find it funny yeah you don't have the same point of reference now right yeah so, that makes sense but i mean it I'd still say if you you like the original, there's no, it's so short that you might as well watch it if you have any love for the two characters. I feel like I watched something else in in the middle of this week too, but I can't think of it. So we'll just kind of roll into our topic for the week. We have a topic this week. We're talking about, we're just really going all in on the like number one overall rated IMDb movies because this week we're talking about the movie. No, we're way out of our comfort zone again because we like being in the, like, couple thousand down on the popularity scale this one's not going to give us that but this is a 2022 release the third movie from director jordan peele starring daniel kalua i might have mispronounced that if i did i apologize kiki palmer and brandon ferra do you want to break down the synopsis on this or do you want me to try to attempt
1: that i'll read what it says on imdb as a storyline and then we can i think we can go from there uh the storyline per imdb universal pictures says after random objects falling them from the sky result in the death of their father, ranch owning siblings O.J. and Emerald Haywood attempt to capture video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of tech salesman Angel Torres and documentarian Antlers Holst. I think that's a actually really concise picture of what the storyline is here. I mean there's a lot of sub plot going on but and that that pretty that wraps it up in a nice bow to kind of give you a good general idea if you read this description you're like that sounds like a movie i want to watch i don't think it's too far from what this says
0: i guess if you were looking at it from a very broad overview yes i would agree with that i don't know that that's exactly how this movie plays out when you actually sit down and try to watch it but if you were to just say sell this movie to me and was that two senses, three senses, something like that? I'd say that's pretty accurate. I never noticed. I, I didn't realize that Michael uh, Wincott's name is Antlers. until just now. That's kind of mm-hmm. kind of entertaining. You know, there's some things in this movie that I think he gets really like that does do really well. Like the two main characters being OJ and Emerald. I I thought they were both great. Both Kiki Palmer and Daniel. Who Kali- Kali- yeah. I mean, keeps? Her. Yeah, they <laughs> they play off each other really well in this movie. There's a they're. They're brother and sister, right? Yeah. Um, siblings, yeah. Yeah. So there's a... When I say chemistry between them, I don't mean, like, a sexual thing. Like, they actually work well together on set. Like, it's, it's very believable that these people have a connection to each other. Kiki Palmer is, in my opinion, by far the best, like, thing going in this movie because she's entertaining. She's vibrant. She's kind of a breath of fresh air through the rest of the movie, where O.J., brother tends to play kind of strong and quiet and reserved through most of the movie. It's kind of a, let me ask you this, how far do we want to go as far as like potentially ruining this movie? Or do we want to try to like give some broad overview and then just kind of go into a little bit heavier?
1: Well, I was going to say we should give a strong, strong spoiler warning. If you are looking to watch this and you haven't watched it, you should probably watch that or just kind of be aware that we're, probably going to be talking about parts of the plot that are pretty in depth, I guess as in depth as we'll get. I wanted to see if you mm. were willing to try something new for this episode. I, I wanted want to, to see <laughs> Yeah, all right. You lay your cards out on the table on what you thought about this movie without we won't talk about any of the plot. Just tell I mean, you can talk about it if it pertains to like a point you're trying to make mm. or whatever, but just lay it on the table cuz I, I I wanted I want to see where we're at. You and I on this. OK, thing. so I'll
0: lay it out without spoiling anything or spoiling much like going into plot points. I thought this movie need like had so much fat on it that it need to be trimmed down. There's full on storylines that and side quests that happen in this movie that I understand what they're trying to do is to kind of build character, I suppose. But it doesn't really feel like it contributes to the overall plot of the movie. And for a movie that clocks in, what is this, two and a half hours, right around there? it two or five. This movie, more than any other movie that we've watched so far, even more than The Matrix, really had me looking at my watch a lot through it. I thought it was paced very, very, like, in a dragging way. The moments in it that I found to be enjoyable were kind of few and far between, to the point where I... I understand why people like it. I understand why, where this, I guess you could call it suspense type element, is kind of trying to be played up. But I don't feel like the movie really pays it off at any point, including in the reveal at the end. By the time you get to the reveal, for me, this is kind of a how I know I don't really, how I really lost interest in a movie that I've watched it. I could tell by the score that there's a lot of stuff going on that I should be really interested in on the edge of my sh- seat for. But I was saying they're watching it like, I stopped giving a shit about this like an hour ago. Let's wrap this shit up. Okay. How about you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, I watched this. uh, How many, you watched this. I know you watched it more than once. I watched it twice and that, I don't think I could,
0: I I would have a hard time doing a third time. I will say for me, this is one of the movies of of the type of movie that I, I don't even know if this is still in theaters, but if it is, I think because of what the the fact that you're dealing with a alien spaceship through as as the central antagonist of the movie, I guess. Would that be fair? I, I think there's aspects of this movie that would probably play really well in the theater environment. It might be one of the few movies where your home surround system might not be able to really do it justice, like being in the environment where it's literally surrounding you. You get those big speakers going in that giant screen. I think it could make a difference on this. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people who really love this movie did see it in the theater and got that kind of experience. But that was I mean, I watched this movie once at night and once in the morning.
1: And neither time did I get anything close to that. It didn't really pull me in that way. So I watched this twice as well. And I most of these movies, if it's not a movie I haven't already seen, I don't generally have the time to watch it twice. I watched this on a Friday night the night after I had stayed up really late, so I'm talking like three in the morning, got up for work at eight, watched it the next night before I went to bed, and I had a hard time. I was I was really trying to pay as much attention as I could, but I know that I kept like blinking out, nodding off, you know, and I'd I'd miss parts and I'd kind of rewind it, but I, I wanted to see the whole thing, so I watched it all the way through, and then I thought, I still had kind of some questions, some, some foggy spots in my memory, so I decided the next morning i had the house to myself i was going to watch the movie again and that time i watched it from front to from start to finish got through the whole thing a lot of the things that there were a few pieces here and there that I, were a little bit clearer overall i i really actually did enjoy this movie quite a bit the the questions that i had have and i feel i feel your pain on some of the fat that could have been cut i feel like the whole plot line of the the TV show, which I can't remember. What is the chimp's name? Gordy. Gordy. Yeah, the whole Gordy mm-hmm. piece really... I I had to read about it after the fact. And we've mentioned in the past, I don't generally do that. I kind of like let my first impression be the impression that I'm going to have, unless I'm really into it and I want to watch it again. So I did read about like what that whole Gordy piece meant. And this movie's kind of broken up into these little chapters, like they follow certain animal. I think it seems like mostly animals, but they could be some of the characters too. I, I don't remember if they're that specific, but they kind of follow these chapters and there's this whole kind of Gordy chapter. And I understand after reading what Jordan Peele had to say about it, I understand like what he was going for, but you could have cut that out. And I don't think it would have made a, a any difference. It's more of just kind of, it felt more of like ego, ego stroking on his part to be like, Oh, I'm going to try and fit this really heavy message into the movie and it I guess it does kind of help explain Jupe, who's played by Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead. It kind of explains his mentality about it. About like doing what he does in the movie. He tries to basically bait the UFO to go for his little sideshow that he's got going on. But other than that, I felt like when I watched it the second time, I, the first time I was thoroughly confused because, again, I kept nodding off. I was missing like little pieces. I felt like it just didn't come together. It That first time falling asleep and, like I said, nodding off, it almost felt like a David Lynch kind of thing to me because David Lynch just kind of pulls all these totally unrelated things together. And certain movies, they just don't make any sense. I think of something like Lost Highway where that just it's like, is it a dream? I don't know and with this it kind of felt like that but when i watched it the second time i felt a lot more like the the i i laughed a lot more the second time around i felt like the the plot line the storyline was was much more easy to follow it was much more straightforward than i than i initially thought the the first time watching it through i felt like all the characters all the main characters there's really only i mean i'd say there's probably 5 main characters in this movie there's other kind of like off I people like offside
0: really I think that you could make the yeah. argument
1: for five, but
0: I think there's really only there's the two we already talked about. And then uh, the security guy, those are like to me, those are the three main characters. Oh, the Angel. Two, yeah.
1: Yeah. Security. I was like, what? No, I think Michael Wincott, Stephen Yoon, Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya and Angel Torres. I can't remember what his name is. Brandon Perea. Perea. Those those are like the five... I feel like those are the five main characters. And I feel like Michael Wincott, you may also know him as Top Dollar from The Crow. That's how I was like, that's a guy from The Crow. I feel like those are the top like five main characters. But I feel like they all play really well together. It's all really believable. It's really nicely shot. Like Again, my first time watching it and everything was kind of fuzzy, it felt like, oh, he, he spent a lot of time making this to be as pretty of a movie as he can make it with this kind of color palette that they're going for, that old, like, southwest kind of look, dusty, mountainous kind of ranch feel. And I I didn't really feel like it was a well-put-together story, but that second time, like I said, really, really brought it together. Some of the scenes... I know this is classified on the website on IMDb as horror, mystery, sci-fi, thriller. I... I feel like it doesn't fit into any of... The, I mean, it's kind of... It does have some kind of horror elements to it. It does have some mystery, some sci-fi, some suspense, some thriller pieces to it. But more than just being scary, like a horror movie, I found it more to be creepy or unsettling. <laughs> like, there are scenes or things that happen, like the, the kids on the ranch in the, in the barn, dressed up like the yeah. aliens... The first time I watched it, I'm watching it and I can't really tell what's going on like very well. And I thought they were legit like, oh, shit, are these going to be legit aliens? And when well, I found they out that, it they, like
0: that they play it like that. Which yeah, is, yeah, Yeah,
1: it is. That's one of the scenes I was referring to that's well
0: executed. Yeah. And that's also this movie for all the things you could say either way about it. This is one of the few movies that makes use of title cuts very well. And I know that was something that was talked about previously by Jordan. Nope. that how the movie gets the title is basically people saying words like get out. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And it's every time that the word nope is delivered in the movie, it's absolutely perfect. And that scene is no exception there. You also get to see him punch the shit out of the kid, which is also pretty entertaining. But (laughs) anyway, I digress.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was really genuinely pretty funny. And when, like you said, every time nope is said in this movie, I would say the Gordy part at the very beginning when they say it and they say it again when they show you kind of like what actually happens in the episode of this fictional TV show in the movie. That one's, eh, they play it for laughs on a sitcom. But when he says it when he's getting out of the truck, when it's like raining over him and he kind of gets out and he looks up and he can see that it's above him, nope. And that, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I think every time they use it, they try to use it in a humorous way. I thought that was kind of a, a, a smart way to do it. I think that more often than not, those do get at least I got a laugh
0: out of those whenever they did it, too. And it's it's a very real reaction to I mean, I don't know how real this type of movie is, but it, it feels like a realistic reaction. So that part's great. I'm interested that you compared it to a David Lynch movie because I actually got a lot of. um M. Night Shyamalan vibes from this mm. movie. Like I felt a lot like specifically I felt like I was watching Signs again. Signs. Except instead yeah. of being on a farm, we're in a ranch. Which Signs is not my favorite put either, but it's it's been a while since I've watched Get Out, and I haven't watched his second movie at all, so I can't really comment on that one. But it when I say it's got a lot of like Shyamalan type feel to it it almost feels like he's trying to overthink the audience in a lot of ways. It feels like, and I'm not saying that he is or isn't doing this, but it feels like I'm being so smart in this movie that I can't take out this 20 minutes of this Gordo storyline because it's too awesome. And I'm, I'm Jordan Peele and I have to have it in here, which is the type of shit that M. Night Shyamalan did, which at least for me, drove me nuts because it was like derailed his. Okay. But like, come on, dude, like, So, again, this is actually a two-hour and ten-minute movie, but there's certainly at least 20 minutes that you could tighten this up, like, through different points of this movie. That's not to say that it's a bad thing, because I I think this is very, like, I I don't know that horror is really, like, that's how this is being built. Like, when you look at it on IMDb, it's listed as horror mystery sci-fi like you had mentioned i think the sci-fi moniker is absolutely right on there i'd say this is a lot more of a sci-fi movie than it is anything else the only real horror element that i can think in it and it's another scene that i actually did enjoy is this is probably this is right after the the ship takes off from so we should probably backtrack and say what this ship actually does it's basically what it does is it kind of just sucks up organic life and essentially spits out whatever is not organic and kind of throws it back to earth and creates damage. That's how we're in this to what's going on in this movie. It's kind of a interesting scene to begin with. It feels like they recycle the same trope over and over again with this spaceship until you get to the part after the Steven Jones char- character has this, his little, Show and the alien thing shows up to fuck it up, and then goes back to the uh, house where they're the ranch is and starts vacating its undesirables. I guess we could say the reason I thought it was pretty cool is that aside from throwing keys and coins and other undigestibles out of it, it makes the house start bleeding upward almost in the process of it. And one, it's a cool fact. It looks good. It's kind of creepy. And that's one of the few mo- moments in the movie where I felt like it, it injected a horror element. But the real reason why I liked it is because it m- reminded me of the Danzig episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where he was trying to pay the cybernetic ghosts of Christmas future to make Elfin Blood rain upwards in his house that he bought from Carl. Carl Portano on there's a wheelchair on your roof. I feel like I just went like totally sidetracked here. I I, I pulled a note. I don't. What other things actually work? What like, what things worked for you in this? What like, you said you were pretty impressed with this. What are some of the other things that worked for you in this movie?
1: I just uh, I, I do agree with you on on Jordan Peele kind of maybe trying to out outsmart or feeling like he was making this really highbrow movie, and I feel like some of it is. The the ship, it look they think it's a spaceship, right? It comes down, like you said, sucks up life, spits the stuff out it doesn't like. And it has this element where it can, when it gets close to you or when it gets close to feeding, it will disrupt the power. So that whole kind of element was kind of smart, too. I like when they bring in uh, Michael Wincott. Antlers Holst, he comes in, he's a director, and they kind of entice him by, what they want to do, basically, is they want to get a shot of this UFO, because their business is going down the tubes, their their animal handling business, horse handling business is going down the tubes, they want to try and make some money, they go to Fry's, they get these security cameras, they set them up, well, the problem is, is they don't, they don't work when the being is close or when it's about to feed, when they want to be able to use it because he saps the power, right? Like, the batteries won't work, cell phones won't work, so they get Antler's holes to come in and... They call it, It they say that it makes a
0: electromagnetic charge at one point in the third act because they have the scene where the guy on the bike is running away from them, and then Yeah, an electric motorcycle. Yeah, he zaps the power on it, and Comedically, he gets catapulted like a good
1: 20 feet away from his bike before kind of having a boring end after that. I'll tell you what, that scene made absolutely no sense when you wake up and the guy's on the ground. And I was like, where'd this guy come from? Why is Daft Punk here? Like, what is this guy doing here? But I can so tell you Antlers, it makes no sense after several cocktails as well. So, <laughs> no, I, I I would disagree with you. Oh well no, I wouldn't disagree because I don't know. I didn't have several cocktails. I thought you were gonna say mm-hmm. it didn't make sense at all, anyways. I was gonna say, no. no, I think it did. But when they do that scene and Antlers has the 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 cranked camera, I guess. What is that? That's a video not a it's video a camera. camera, a film camera. It's yeah. A camera. A, yeah, crank one. And he can't he he doesn't get the shot. He's like this director. He's just a perfectionist. He's like, I didn't get the shot. I gotta redo this, and he gets sucked up in the process. The hubris, you know, like all this—the kind of chasing fame idea of it was—I don't know. It was just a kind of kind of good sub subtext subplot. I got the impression he was more of like a uh,
0: like a nature type adrenaline junkie type thing because didn't they show him earlier just like filming a bunch of different animals and um, stuff like that where he was kind of focusing on more natural occurring beauty or something like he saying he phrased it, something weird like that and was really obsessed with getting the perfect
1: shot yeah he was editing he was editing like a documentary or something and it was all these animals being basically eaten by other animals so a little bit of foreshadowing <laughs> a little foreshadowing there how did you feel about the effects in this movie because that's something that i had written down I thought they were pretty good. I didn't have really any complaints. I thought that the ship itself, the alien, the ship, I didn't understand why it kind of bloomed and blossomed, like, towards the end. It becomes more mm-hmm. of like, a, almost like a kite or like a sail. Yeah. I didn't understand like why that happened. Name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see mm-hmm. that too. I guess I could see a little bit of it, but I, I thought overall the effects are really, really pretty cool. I liked the fact that it kind of hid in that cloud, and that's the way that they they figured out that, oh there's something up here because all the other clouds in the sky move except for this one it's always here and it's funny because even early in the movie before they reveal any of it and you know what the cloud looks like if you look for it it's there it's there like all the time <laughs> which i thought was really kind of clever that it would be but yeah i mean i thought i didn't have any problems with the effects i thought it was really pretty seamless in my opinion that these effects are here and you, i didn't i couldn't tell what was practical? I mean, obviously, most of it was CG, but I couldn't tell when it was. It didn't look to me like something I would say, oh, shit, that looks like garbage. See, I thought the ship did look like garbage. Personally, I liked the effects that they did that I liked was kind of the
0: whole less is more idea where you knew something was happening based off how other things would react, like whether mm-hmm. it's someone getting pulled or someone getting thrown around or whatever. But you never really saw like, well. Aside from the kids, I guess, you never really saw like big gray headed green eyed dudes walking around with probes or whatever. Most of the effects in the movie are kind of a less is more approach to it, where you're getting more reaction shots of people staring up, things getting destroyed, whatever. But when they started showing the ship, especially when it first popped out, I was like, man, that looks really
1: like looks like a big CG button just floating around in the sky the first time I, they I did showed. notice I noticed for me watching it on my computer monitor which is how I watched it the second time versus mm. watching it on my TV the first time it looked a lot better watching it on my TV like the coloring and stuff you know the banding mm. there was big when I watched on my monitor yeah. there was a lot of banding but I felt like I couldn't the TV gave me the impression I couldn't see as much of it, what was going on so it kind of hid some of that it was kind of like if you watch that last season of Game of Thrones and everybody was upset because everything was so dark and you couldn't see anything. That's kind of how I felt. Episode, though. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt mm. watching it on my TV. It was really kind of dark and hard to see, but I felt that added to kind of masking the effects. When I watched it on my monitor, I could see the colors a lot. It, they were much blockier than they were watching on the TV, but I still, when I watched it on my monitor, when I could see everything that was going on, I still felt they were pretty good. The, the big complaint I had was... The Gordy looked super. I mean, it was it's that's that's a motion cap thing, so it looked sure. It didn't look like a real chimp to me, but look, looked pretty close, but I could tell it wasn't real. My bigger complaint with
0: Gordy was just that Gordy's in the movie, which is kind of sad because it's a pretty intense scene that they shoot around this chimp. It's certainly the type of thing that I mean, show that to your kids. I could see them having nightmares for quite a while because <laughs> based off what happens in that. But, but I it's don't never feel graphic.
1: Like it, it's not overly graphic. Well, I mean,
0: it's implied. You don't see like, yeah, yeah, you don't it, see what's going
1: on, but implied. yeah, you can see the the mm-hmm. aftermath, but you don't right. see the act. I guess as much. It's it's obscured by like a couch or a different things on a set.
0: Is this an R rating? Could they even put that in there? I don't even know what this is. R. This is R. I, I guess yeah. they could have done it if they wanted to, but well, I guess maybe not because they show her in the second act of the movie, she's at the ranch when they're doing the, the girl who had her face ripped off. Yeah. yeah I, I'm assuming that's who they were expecting it to be. The girl with the veil and the,
1: they show her chin all jacked up. Uh, yeah, when wind mom goes the wrong way. Yeah. Cause she's the girl on the ground or the person on the ground. Cause you don't even see their face is wearing a striped, like a rainbow striped shirt. And that's what the sister on the TV show is wearing. So, right. But yeah, I felt anyway, back to the effects when they were showing the more they showed the ship and the
0: more they showed of the ship it just it felt really like half-assed compared to how the rest of the movie was presenting itself and i, I don't know what to expect with an alien ship I, I i've never claimed to see one and i i'm willing to bet that if i ever do see an alien ship it's probably gonna look like something totally different than what i've been fed in movies for years but there's something about this that it just for me it it didn't do a whole lot for me. It didn't work for me. I didn't find it to be an impressive or anything to that effect. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to have opinions too. But I'll take being wrong. And and and
1: not to not to be pedantic about it, but it's not a ship.
0: What what? Oh, it's
1: like a being or some shit. Yeah, it's the the alien is the sh- the ship is an alien. <laughs> it's an organism. Did they actually say that in the movie, or was that expressed in the movie? It's it's a living thing. Is it? I don't know. I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing living on it. It is the alien is the ship. The ship is the alien. Oh, well, see, it Should've shows watched you the how third time. I was.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've already sat through it twice, and that was enough of a challenge. I really don't want to spend any more time watching this movie at this point for me personally.
1: That's why I'll. Well, then why don't we highest... just give our hot dogs? You want to give hot dogs? Yeah, I don't think there's real. I mean, unless we start going plot by plot. Plot point by point and talking about specific things. There's not. I mean, we've kind of given our opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to ruin this for anyone either. This
0: is still yeah. a pretty new movie, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a ton of people that do. There are a ton of people that love this movie, so I I don't want to totally ruin it for you. I mean, as far as hot dogs, you, you could probably guess for me. This is not gonna. This is not gonna rival that of Friday the Thirteenth or Chopping Mall. I I'd or give it a Uh I don't remember what I gave that, but no, it's not as good as that either. I'd give it about a five and a half, uh, hot dogs out of, I don't know, 12 upside down bleeding Danzig houses. Like I said, the, the, I do like the characters that are the leads in this movie. I, I found them to be interesting. At least you mentioned it, but everything in this movie is shot really well. It looks good. It, the The style of the movie looks great. The bigger problem for me with it is I just, I didn't have fun watching it and I, Every time I was seeing through watching it, it's I think I said to a friend this week, I was like, this is the first time on this show that I've watched a movie. And I really felt like I was watching it more out of the obligation to do homework than out of something that I wanted to be watching. So that's that's a hard sell for me to go much higher on it. Again, it's it's well made. I do like the fact that Jordan Peele's out there and making movies and he seemingly has found his audience. I just I'm not 100 percent sure that I'm part of that audience at this point. How about you?
1: Well, I would give this seventy seven hot dogs out of a hundred and twenty one gravity defying shoes. I I felt like I like I said earlier, I didn't find it really to be much of a of a horror film. As much as it was like freaky or creepy or unsettling. I I'm not really sure how to classify this movie. I don't necessarily agree with all the All the categories, 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 categories that IMDb gives it, horror, mystery, sci-fi, thriller. Eh, I don't know about that. Like I said, I just, they were just, it was more unsettling than horror, but I guess unsettling can be horror as well. I just felt like watching it that second time, I could tell that the tension kind of ramps up and ramps up and ramps up until that ultimate meeting between OJ Emerald and the alien itself. It's just it adds more and more to that uneasy feeling that I felt about it. Now, I'm not one to really like dig into subtext or or symbolism in movies. I've read when I like I said, I read stuff about this. There's like oh there are all these hidden meanings in the movie and I'm stupid. So you have to just tell me you have to give it to me face value. I feel like a lot of this movie is face value, but that whole one of us
0: realized that the ship was the alien. One of us just thought it was a ship.
1: So who's really stupid (laughs) in this equation? (laughs) I mean, I guess it could go either way, but the the whole Gordy subplot is just lost on me. But if I take the whole movie just at face value, even with that Gordy stuff, I found it, like I said, I found it to be a really well shot movie. The characters are really great. The performances for me are what make this movie. Again, it's not super scary. I wasn't like hiding my head under the, under the blankets that night that I watched it or anything. This movie, without the cast performing as well as they did, I don't think I would have rated this as high as I did just now. I could say the same
0: thing about my rating, to
1: be honest. (laughs) Yeah, for you, it's like the performances saved the movie, but the rest of it you didn't care for. And I feel like I. Pretty much. Yeah, I have the same kind of feeling, but I I like the story a little more than you did. And I feel like the, the performances really were like they really helped elevate. A, a pretty good story made it a, a a really good story. But I, with all that being said, I I watched it twice this week. I don't think I'll be watching it again for until I'm doing my my Jordan Peele like retrospective. And I still haven't seen Us either. So I've seen Get Out and I've seen this, but I haven't seen Us yet.
0: Okay. Well, I can say definitively that I probably am looking forward to the movie. Was it Monster Dog mm-hmm. more than any other person who's not named Alice Cooper? has ever looked forward to the movie monster dog to follow this up. So maybe that's foreshadowing for an upcoming episode, but I I feel like that will be a good pout cleanser after this week's homework. So I feel like a lot
1: of these are to me, they do feel like homework, like, but I, it I enjoy it. I, I kind of enjoy the homework sometimes. Sometimes I don't killer clowns. I could have lived without seeing again, but I felt like homework. Well,
0: the only one other one I would say kind of felt like homework was the matrix, which that was, well, well, back there. If I had to pick between watching The Matrix again and watching this again, one, I'd still be confused at the end of either one of them. Like, not really thrilled with my decisions, I'm wondering why I didn't watch Monster Dog instead of watching either of these. But I think, gun to my head, if I had to pick one of them, I'd probably rather watch The Matrix for a third time than watch this for a, th- a third time. Maybe if
1: I let this breathe for a couple of days, I might feel differently. I'd flip flop. I'd probably rather watch this. I mean, I enjoyed this a lot more than I enjoyed The Matrix, but I, I don't know. The Matrix just seems like, a to me, like a disorganized soup or something. It's uh, its not something I, I want to watch anytime <laughs> soon. It's a disorganized pill cabinet. You got the
0: Monday pills inside of the Wednesday tab. Thursday pills no. are kind of scattered throughout the week. You're going to be and all fucked up. Yeah. You're going to be sitting there getting cut off your meds by the doctor because you took too many. Yeah, all loopy. Yeah. As, as it is. got yeah, Anything else you want to add on before we wrap this one up? No, I don't
1: think there's anything additional
0: to say. All right. All right. Well, in that case, make sure to, what am I going to tell you to do? Oh, go to our website. We have a website now. It's uh, a town. It is up and it's there. Check it out. Let us know about the color palette. I think it's pretty rad. Follow us on all the social medias. We're at Dewey Pod Monster. If you go to that site, there's links to it on there. That makes it nice and easy. Listen, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Leave us a message. We can use that in a future episode if you would like us
1: to. Sean, what do you got going on? Not a whole lot. Craft.town. You can go there. You can leave us some feedback. There's a contact form. You can go there and write us an email. There are these new things in the 22nd century. 21st century. Excuse me. I don't know where the 22nd century came from, but it's in the future. You can send people email, and you can do it on this website. Uh, You can also find me at youtube.drafttherapy.com. That's where my uh, Michigan craft beer reviews live. Don't know what's going to go on with it in the future, but it's there for now. So if you... Like beer, you should watch it because it's, I like it. It's pretty good. And you can find me on all the social media at Draft Therapy.
0: All right. Well, we're going to go watch Monster Dog. We're going to retreat and lick our wounds, I guess. Other dog euphemisms. I don't know. Uh, I'm not anyway, licking any we'll other dog's
1: wounds. That's all I have to say. What if it's dog made out of chocolate? Nah, I'm not really into chocolate right
0: now. What if it's dog made out of Skittles? No. Peanut butter? All right. Peanut butter? Yeah, I like peanut butter. That's pretty good. Who doesn't like peanut butter? Uh, crazy people like people with allergies (laughs) crazy Um, people right anyway we'll be back next week you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon cheers i should have recorded that oh well